Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise. Here for a podcast with Aaron, who happens to be a product manager for Avermedia. Hello, Aaron, how are you? I'm fine, how are you, Rich? Very good, thank you. So this is actually a follow-up to a case study that I came across um, on Embedded Computing Design, which is the best place to put these case studies. Um, where you guys are using AI for public safety. Um, what are some places where it makes sense to use uh, AI for public safety? Really so many places, and it really depends on what you want to do with it. It could be used in airports, in train stations, uh, in, in large venues where people are gathering. I mean, there's so many things you could do, and it and it could go as deep as identifying people or just identifying sizes of crowds and, and using that data or even sort of the general mood of a crowd. So, but I, we're using this today with a simple camera and a person who's looking at a closed circuit television. How does this differ from, from that? Well, I mean, the AI doesn't go to sleep. It doesn't look away. It doesn't sneeze. Uh, and, and, um, it's looking for a lot of nuances in the entire image where the person looking at it is kind of focused on one thing. And you can look at something for a long time and then never notice it because it's just something that's always been there. And, and whereas each pixel is really evaluated by the AI in terms of trying to gather knowledge about what it's looking at. So we've discussed a whole bunch of venues, whether it's a, a stadium, whether it's a bus stop, whether it's an airport or even a college campus. Um, are these different environments unique? Are there unique qualities about these environments or is, is it pretty much the same? Well, I think the environments are different, but also the potential uses are different. So clearly a college campus where you have indoor and outdoor places that you're monitoring and people moving around, that's gonna be different than a, uh, a, a train station, let's say in a subway in New York where it's a much more enclosed space. So, um, you can do everything from, from something as simple as people counting to, um, to actual facial recognition for, for specific people of interest. It really depends on the, the quality of the camera, uh, what the actual solution is that people are trying to, to, to the problem that they're trying to solve. And um, you would obviously need for larger venues, you'd need more cameras. You're not you're not stitching them together like kind of in the old days. You can actually digitally take information from different places and, and be able to compare to see if the same uh, number of people or the same person is in the same area. Here, here's a really good example, like on the municipality level, for example. You could um, have this deployed in, in a municipality and the, the city, for example, can count, just simply count, they don't need to know who it is, they can count the number of people coming and going from a gathering venue, a park, a concert, uh, you know, concert in the park or something like that, and utilize this information to determine how to deploy things like ambulance or fire or police in order to be of service where a lot of people are gathering. They can, it doesn't have to be people, it could be cars, you could be looking at traffic and traffic flow and actually change the timing of lights to affect the, the flow. But it's nice to know whether it's a big truck or it's a small car so that you are not just counting the 
the number of vehicles going by, but the amount of space they're actually taking up, which can affect how you deploy these services. So let's go back to that people counting part. This might be uh, out of whatever media really has to deal with, but um, are you are you watching people and knowing where they're going? Is this like a big brother kind of thing that when I enter a building, you're gonna know that I enter the building? You know, to say that the technology can't do that would be a lie. But to say that that's what it's doing all the time is also not true. Um, AI can be used to simply see if the facial features of an individual um, are based on a histogram, not, not any kind of litmus test, whether they're male or female, whether they're happy or sad, whether they seem angry. If you're looking into a crowd and you see a bunch of angry faces, you, it may trigger something that says, you know, there's something that's starting to happen and we should get security over to that area just to check it out. There may be people really upset. Maybe someone got hurt and you can't see it in the camera, but you can see it in the people running around. So now you're not looking at who is there, but the general mood. Certainly counting people and you can tell whether someone's walking toward a camera or away. So the, the ability to count the number of people behind or in front of a camera is there again without recognizing who it is. Can someone with a very sophisticated and high level set of cameras and algorithms actually be able to tell who's going into building A and who's going out of building B and, and if they're moving around and if they're even supposed to be there? Yeah, you can certainly do that, but that's not something that that is so inexpensive that it will just be ubiquitously deployed, right? That That's uh, NSA level stuff that governments can pay for, but certainly no small company or, or a college campus or anything like that could, could afford or would want to do it. I mean, that's a ton of data and what would they do with it? When you're going through that, the obvious example to me is the senior center where you, you wanna know that everybody's upright and not falling down. Yeah, you, you can tell if somebody's fallen, you can tell if someone hasn't moved in a while and they should be checked. I mean, people sitting on a sofa could be watching TV, but they all do some kind of involuntary movement, whether they touch their face, whether they just adjust themselves in the chair because there's a little pinched nerve from, from the way the chair is putting pressure on them. So if someone hasn't moved at all for a really long time, then you know that something's up. They, I, I mean, it, they certainly could have passed away, but they could, they could also, there could be something with, you know, detecting uh, early signs of loss of nerve sensitivity or any stuff like that, that could actually uh, allow things to be deployed instead of to repair a problem, but to stop a problem that's starting to evolve. That sounds great, Aaron. Um, so what is the specific product that Avermedia is using to handle an application like this? Well, today, the product that I would recommend is the NX215B um, AI box. It's a very small PC running, uh, running operating system and all the algorithms. It's actually running on, uh, an, it's powered by an NVIDIA Jetson Xavier NX module. And it, it um, was actually recently awarded the Embedded Computing Designs Product of the Week. So we're pretty proud of that. Um, it, it has all of the capability that you need to be able to deploy uh, smart surveillance. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Aaron. I appreciate your time. My pleasure.